Hello, and welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, the podcast where I will use any and all opportunities to bring up Harry Shem Jr. Uh, this will be the second episode in which I will be discussing him in depth. But it will not be the last, I'm oh, pretty sure. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> listen, this might be the second episode where I'm talking about something he's like directly involved in. He's He's come up other times. Well, why wouldn't he? He's everything to me. You know what? If I know one thing about Tessa... <laughs> It's that Tessa loves Harry Shum Jr. I do. It's true. It's like, you know, it would, we, so a couple of days ago, we had a little like office kahoot where um, I made a lot of like, a lot of little questions about people who work in the SU News and University Journal office. Now that I'm sitting here in this podcast <laughs> recording studio with you, I'm thinking, why did I not put a Harry Shum Jr. question in the kahoot? Oh, that's right, because it would have been too obvious. It would have. Although the <laughs> everyone Sims one was also pretty obvious. Yeah, that's true. But um, t- well, go ahead, go ahead, option, tell everyone. The other options you put were not... Well, it was supposed to be funny. Come on, go, funny. go ahead. Tell tell your listeners <laughs> how many hours you've logged on Sims 4. 4,000. Yeah. Like, on the docks. I haven't played since classes started up again, because... Who has time for that? Not me. But I am at exactly 4,000 hours of The Sims Which 4. is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Can, I, can we run the math on that really quick? I've done I, it oh, before. It's, it's about a year. <laughs> um, and since you spend some of a year sleeping, I, it's about a year and a half awake that I've spent playing The Pretty Sims Pretty impressive. 4. Yeah. I've, do, I've done the math. You know what? And somehow we're still sitting here today. Yeah. <laughs> also, to be fair, sometimes I would leave the game running when I wasn't playing it because I would like, I I have a bad attention span, so I would start doing something. And some states you can't save in. Like if you're in mm. Create a Sim, you can't save. So I would get halfway through making a Sim, and I'd be like, I'm bored, and I would like leave it running for yeah. several hours while I went and did something else, and I would come back to it. So some of those hours I wasn't actively playing. Yeah, but, but like, I feel like with a year a lot under of your them belt, I, I feel like yeah. that's fine. Also, I also play Sims 3. Mm. And I have like 3,000-ish hours logged of that. So altogether, I've probably played about two, two and a half years of The Sims. Absolutely amazing. But I've been playing those games since middle school. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I played that much. Like, it's not like I played for two and a half years straight, and that's all I did for two and a half years. Maybe they should have done, like, a Sims wrapped sort of thing. You know how they do the Spotify and yeah. all those like things? Like, how many new households did I start because I got yeah. bored of the one I was playing? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Can someone pitch that to Sims? The Sims, Sims, if you're listening, <laughs> pay us, please. We're product developers, pretty much. Pretty much. That's <laughs> a really good idea, because a lot of people, like, people make money off of just playing The Sims. Like, Sims really? YouTubers, there's tons oh, of them. Oh, like, content creators? Yeah, like, Lil Simsy. Have you ever watched Lil Simsy? No, I You haven't. would like Lil Simsy. She, hmm. well, she just plays Sims, but she has, like, she, you kind of remind me of Lil Simsy. Oh, is and that a, a good com- thing? That's okay, a compliment. Okay, just checking. Spencer loves Lil Simsy. Okay, well, I love Spencer, so Yeah, it works Spencer's out. my best friend, for those of you who don't know. Shout but out I, Spencer, thank I you I mention much. Spencer often, so the two people I bring up in conversation <laughs> frequently, Spencer Smith and Harry Shum Jr. Shout out to both of them. So when, when it was announced that he was going to be in this movie, I was like, oh, I'll go see it for him. And that was... You only saw Everything Everywhere all at once for Harry Shum Jr.? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. I, well, because okay, <laughs> I kidding. heard about the movie from his social media and him promoting it. Uh-huh. And then I looked and I was like, oh boy. And I saw that Michelle Yeoh was in it, Stephanie Hsu, mm-hmm. who I love both of those actresses because Stephanie Hsu's a Broadway girly and I'm a Broadway girly. Right. And I love Harry Shum Jr. I was like, this is my, and I love Michelle Yeoh. I was like, this is my dream movie. Yeah. This is, 
the movie for me. You know what? I and then even... I watched it, and now it's like probably I genuinely think one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Oh, I think it's like it is literally so okay. First of all, such a good movie, but. I'm realizing, like, now that you talk about how you, like, first were convinced to watch it, I'm pretty sure I just wanted to go to the movie theater. Because didn't it come out in, like, April or something like that? Yeah. Maybe, maybe late March? Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that it was finals week or close to finals week. And me and a couple of friends were just absolutely brain dead, as you are. Yeah. And it's like, you know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't gone to a movie theater old fashioned style and like sat down, put our phones on silent and sat in the dark room. Like I, people talk a lot about like, you know, there's at home theater, there's all that stuff. But like there there is a music or there is like a magic, I guess, especially in the music and the sound and all that stuff that comes with the movie theater. And so I think we just looked up what was playing at the Cedar City Megaplex. Shout out Cedar City Megaplex. Um, and and then like went to the one that looked most interesting. And I'm pretty sure that was everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I saw it like pretty much right after I got back from Cedar. Mm -hmm. uh, not back from Cedar. Back home from Cedar. Back home from yeah, Cedar, yeah, yeah. back to Albuquerque. Because it was out, it came out in April. You're mm -hmm. right, because my older sister saw it before me, and I couldn't oh. because it hadn't gotten to the Cedar City Megaplex yet, mm. so I couldn't see it. And then I got back to Albuquerque and immediately was like, Dad, we have to, we go. Have to go see this movie. And my dad loves it, too. It's like, oh, my dad loves it, too. And my dad's too. a huge movie guy, and mm. I think it, it probably has made its way towards in, like, his top movies. Uh, we, like, saw it again for, like, Father's Day. That's so cute. Yeah, he was really excited about it. I um, haven't seen it again since, movie. but I want to. I really want to watch it again. It's just, well, did you see it in the theaters again? I saw it in the theaters twice. <sighs> see, because, like, I know I could watch it on my TV, but I'm, like, the theater experience was just so insane. Yeah, I want it. Uh, this is, I could definitely never in a million years afford to do this, but I would love to rent out. Yeah. A movie theater. Well, because be they fair, don't show it at movie theaters anymore. It's right. Just, it's out of the theaters. But you've been to a movie at the Cedar City Theater, right? Yeah. So I feel like they're usually empty. I saw, um, yeah. I saw the what was the last? Gosh, it was the something post. It was the who's the guy who like directed Fantastic Mr. Fox? Oh, Wes Anderson. God, it was yeah. a Wes Anderson film. It was called. It was something about journalists. Shoot, what was it called? Well, I saw that movie, um, and I just like went last minute to the theater. It was just me. <laughs> I was in the theater by myself. I have. I, it was. It was. I was living the grand life. Only twice in my life had a movie theater to myself, and I didn't technically have it to myself. I went like with someone, but mm -hmm. we were the only. And both times it was with my cousin. My mm. cousin and I saw Lego Batman. Oh my gosh! And The Incredibles two in theaters together, <sighs> and we were both for both of those movies the only people in the theater because my cousin and I went to see Lego Batman. Well, my dad and my sisters went to see Get Out, uh -huh. but we weren't allowed to go see Get Out because Obviously. we weren't old enough. And my cousin was really mad about this. He's a year younger than me. So uh -huh. I don't remember what year Get Out came out. But we were in like middle school. Well, actually, Anna was 17, which means we were 14 and 15. Because mm -hmm. Anna, it was like Anna's first like Big movie, movie that she could go. Because <laughs> you can go to like R-rated movies when you're younger, but you can't buy your own ticket. You have to oh. be with an adult. But she like had her ID and was like, but then she forgot her ID. And so <laughs> she, my dad still had to be, give parent it's permission. Okay. But Technicality. It was fine. But. They were like, no, you guys can't go see Get Out because Jordan was 14. And they mm. were like, we need 
other people to see it first just to make sure yeah um i definitely think we could have watched it but haven't seen it still. probably a, it sounds so scary. good wait no wait 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 wait, wait, wait. Get no, out. no no get out i've seen get out it's so good obviously i've seen get out the director jordan peele jordan peele yeah. yes yeah. no i have seen that what a good one yeah uh but that would have been scary my, to see in yeah, theaters but though. my dad and my sisters were all in get out and mm-hmm. jordan and i watched the lego batman movie which That's i generally hilarious. think is the greatest batman film ever created you know what um we were i was just talking about lego batman the other day with somebody and it's kind of crazy how like genuinely good the lego movies are they're so good like it's it, I, they have no right being that good i i don't want children no that's like an established fact about me i don't want to have kids but if i did i would name my son Emmett oh after Emmett brokowski from the lego you movie. would not i would i've had that idea i wanted to name a son Emmett if i ever ended up somehow having children uh-huh. since like middle school and i have not changed my mind that's hilarious if i had a daughter i would name her Paige because that's the name of the street uh-huh. i grew up on and if i had a son i would name him Emmett after Emmett brokowski from the lego movie that's hilarious but I don't want to have children, so no child is going to get stuck with being named after a character Hallelujah. from the Lego movie. So it's fine. Just kidding. Just um, anyways, uh, going back to the the right the purpose of this. Speaking of episode, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh boy, I I think that this movie gives you an existential crisis in the greatest way. Uh, agreed. Like it it broke my heart, mm-hmm. but it also like healed some intrinsic like deep rooted part of me. Right. Which so is the point, I think. Describe, do me a favor, like, describe what was your mental state when you went to go see <laughs> Everything Everywhere all at once? Well, as we established, we just finished finals. Right. Um, and I'd just gotten back to Albuquerque. Um, I think I was not in a terrible mental state, but also the thing about me watching that movie is that I am Asian mm-hmm. and queer. Mm-hmm. So, And the storyline of that movie very much centers Asian stories and queer stories. Absolutely. So watching that is like a queer uh, Asian like person. Right. <laughs> Joy's part of the story really resonated with me. And exactly. I was like, oh, no. Like within the first like 10 minutes of the movie when they're introduced, Joy's talking about Becky and mm-hmm. is like, I just want you guys to accept Becky. And da, 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 da. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And Evelyn I was crying. not wanting to say <laughs> Becky was Joy's girlfriend. And I was yeah. like, this is going to... And I was watching it with my dad. Oh, my gosh. And like... Ah. 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 Yeah. But yeah. it's so good. And no, it's... No, I think... What was your mental state? Well, <laughs> okay. So it was, you know, it was 2022. Yeah. Now that we're done with that year, I feel like we can look back and reflect and also call it what it was, which was a little bit like... A bit of a piece of trash. Is it was a, honestly, I don't think that we've had a solid year that was like, I don't think I've had a year end where I was like, yeah, that was a pretty decent year since like 2014. Oh, well, yeah. No, you're so right. Except for 2014 wasn't a good one for me. I feel um, like, you know what? 2019 really was my peak. And then it was like pandemic time. 2019 was decent. Yeah, yeah. actually. Now that you say that. Yeah, but it was like, it, it, you know, that that solved itself right at the beginning of 2020, of course. But like, okay, so for me, 2022, it's the beginning of the year. I, so I got out of a really long relationship oh. um, in January, like, like, like a the, year ago. Yes. So like, um, and that was, it was kind of a, like a dramatic little bit. Mm. Um, and I had this huge group of friends after this breakup and like it's hard when it's like a a breakup that happens within a friend group where they all share the same friends or yeah. at least they think so right um all of a sudden i get to like i they make a new group chat without me i'm like i like so it was 
like Give me their names it'll be on site oh my gosh i'll fight them i i i sick tessa on my enemies <laughs> i don't think that would be very scary it might be fun though yeah and you know what it's like it's totally fine like, because now i i've definitely like healed and moved on from it and to be honest like that was the healthiest thing for me at that time i just didn't know yet yeah um but it was like i definitely had those I, kinds of exactly it's like you know it's part of life um but the point is, is that I had significantly fewer friends than I had for the rest of like going uh, into college, like up until then. And so like then I started like I adopted my roommates, friends who my roommate shout out patients who would like bring these two girls over all the time and they would be loud in my living room. And so finally I adopted them. Now um, they're my friends. Thank you, Sarah and Jess, for adopting me. Oh, it's Sarah and Jess. It's Sarah and Jess. Oh yeah, so this gosh. is the beginning of our friendship. Look at that. I know. Can That's you believe magical. It? it was magical. And so one day, and I don't actually remember where Jess was. I think Jess was home for the weekend. But um, we also, I also had this friend named Cam and Cam, bless his heart, um, super funny guy, moved back to, uh, you know, Minnesota or wherever he's from, but I miss him every day. We were just like hanging out with like me, Sarah and um, Cam. And it was just this such an odd group of friends that I had amassed and it was like coming up on finals week or it was like really close. And I am like ready because I, as soon as I finish finals, I'm like, okay, I can move up to Salt Lake. I'm living my big city life. I'm like, like, I don't know. I was ready to move away. I was ready to get away from yeah. Cedar City, but here I am with a few people. Maybe Jess had already moved back. Maybe that's why she wasn't there. I'm literally so anxious to leave cedar city get out of that godforsaken town this godforsaken town i guess um and then i'm bored out of my mind of course though so i'm like okay come on guys let's go see a movie we see a movie it changed my life and mm -hmm. again like the okay first of all seeing good queer representation in movie theaters oh insane brief segue have you seen strange world no, but I've okay. heard about it. I want to so, see it. So here's um, a little bit of background. Uh, I won't spoil anything, of course, but like about Strange World. Strange World is Disney's most recent animated feature film. Um, it might also be, it's a Disney Pixar, you know, like it's one of those, yeah. whatever. Um, and uh, it actually features, uh, the story revolves around a family. Um, there's a married couple and their son. Their son is openly queer and, and, um, like very uh, like has a little bit of oh my gosh like he has a crush on this boy this boy's so cute dad teases him about crush on boy it's very wholesome and it's very cringe in the same way that straight middle school romances are treated and so yeah. it was like that was kind of cool um but you know what at the end of the day I just thought it was um I don't know. I was. I just felt a little let down by the plot of the film. Not even just the representation, but I just like didn't love the movie. At the end of the day, there were some plot holes that didn't make sense to me. Um, I didn't like the ending. Was a little weird, a little strange. Um, and then I go and find out that it's like failing at the box office. But it's because they didn't market it. I only went because my family always sees the newest Disney movie at Thanksgiving time. Yeah. But they did not spend like hardly any marketing like dollars on it. And so people were blaming it on all the quote unquote gay stuff, um, which is of hard. Course. Of so, course they were. Yeah. And it's like, well, come on. Like if we're going to blame it on anything, let's at least blame it on like kind of the subpar plot. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? You'll have to watch and decide. I, for your I will. I will. Now, now that you say it. But it's like I don't know. 
I think that good queer representation um, is really, really, really hard to come by. It is. And, and so everything ever all at once was very refreshing. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. I think it was some of the best queer representation I've seen yeah. in, in media just ever. Yeah. And some of the best Asian representation. Because Which a lot of fantastic. times Asian representation is tokenism. And it's so like mm-hmm. this character's only character trait the only thing that is significant about them at all is that they are asian which is such a harmful rhetoric to put into like modern entertainment it is so harmful (sighs) and like obviously i'm i'm mixed Mm -hmm. i'm asian but i'm also white so i think i probably have a different like relationship with asian media and asian heritage than somebody who is still fully asian but i'm still asian right um and i really resonated with joy and i i have you know friends that resonated with her because of their queerness Mm -hmm. and for me I was like this is like a double whammy yes (laughs) that is like two birds one stone with one rock with googly eyes you know what I mean yeah um and can we talk the other thing is right like this movie the way I would like kind of describe it to someone who hasn't seen it without spoiling Mm it is that it is a movie that is the definition of committing to the bit. Yeah. Because they will bring up something and it seems like it's just a throwaway joke and then it ends up being right. like a significant part of the plot. Uh, do you also watch, do you keep up to date on the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all? It's kind of. I haven't seen the most, like the few most recent things just because I've been really busy. Right. But like, yes. Have you seen Multiverse of Madness? I have not yet. Okay, so Multiverse of Madness came out in the same yeah. month. And let me tell you, everything ever watching everything everywhere all at once before Multiverse of Madness absolutely ruined Multiverse of Madness <laughs> for me because it did not even hold a candle yeah, no. to the flame that is everything everywhere all at once. I would not multiverse. think that it would. It, like not even close. There was not even that that commit to the bit wasn't there. And you know what? Neither did their queer representation. Because they've got America Ferreira, who is like their um you mean America Chavez? America Ferreira is the actress oh, from Ugly Betty hilarious, and Superstore. Actually, um, <laughs> yes, I do mean America Chavez, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, we're talking about actors and <laughs> getting all in my head. I mean, I love America Ferreira. So I like, also do. So, okay, but it, that is important to say that, um, like, I think the queer representation in the Multiverse of Madness, and this isn't a spoiler to you, but it's just like, yeah, America has two moms. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, and, like, I think she might wear a pride pin on her jean jacket, but it's, like, that's it. It, it was not It was not yeah. a commit to a bit, and, and not to say that it is tokenism, because I'm not sure what they'll do in the future, and, like, yeah. but it was just, like, come on. Again? This give again? Us, give me something. Give me gay or give me death. <laughs> that is... Write that on my tombstone, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. So do you agree? Let's... So speaking of like current events and stuff, what do you think about the um, recent awards show? Um, Michelle Yeoh absolutely deserves the win. It's And obviously she's made a lot of impressive accomplishments in yes. Asian cinema. And so she's already been mm-hmm. like a huge name in Asian cinema for years yes. and years and years. And she's been a big name in American cinema too. But this is her first major American cinema award. Which is crazy. It's crazy that it took them this long to give it to her. Yeah. And it's not... I'm not going to say it's crazy that it took her this long to get one because it's not on her. It's the Academy. Yeah. It's crazy that it took them this long to give it to her because she has always been just such a phenomenal performer and actress. Um, and uh, I think it's so cool that uh, Kihu Kwan, oh my God, 
that Ki Fui Kwan has um, come back to acting because he stopped acting. He, he thought did? His, he thought, yeah, he thought his career was over because he wasn't getting roles that were anything other than like the token Asian character. Mm. So he stopped acting for like 20 years. 20 years? Mm-hmm. And he came back for this movie, for Michelle Yeoh and this movie. What? And he won the Golden Globe and he deserved it so much. And he was so good. Like genuinely, I think the best part of that movie was the relationship between Waymond and Evelyn. Can I think that talk, they did so well. Can Although, we talk about the moment? Um, uh, uh, I'm going to read it from a screenshot I took earlier for this purpose. Yes. In another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. Yeah. That moment. Cultural reset. I That is one of the most romantic lines in all of cinema and I really really believe that uh absolutely um and the other the other award show situation that I have strong feelings about is that and I love Jamie Lee Curtis Mm -hmm. like Jamie Lee Curtis more like Jamie Legend Curtis like I love love that woman however and this is not a reflection of her Mm -hmm. it is once again a reflection of the nominators and the voters yeah it is bullshit that she got nominated and Stephanie Hsu did not yeah. Because Stephanie was, one, a significantly larger role in the movie. And sometimes Absolutely. somebody can be a larger role in a movie, but they weren't as good. But, but this she wasn't was the case. phenomenal. I think she, listen, I think Evelyn and Wayman's relationship was the core of the movie. I think Stephanie, she was the soul of the movie. Ooh, I really firmly that. believe that. And I think that a different actress in that role, it would not have been as good of a movie. No. It would have still been a good movie because it's well written, but it would not have been as good of a movie if there was not an actress like Stephanie Hsu. And I think a big part of why she was so good for this role is that she has Broadway experience because oh. Joy goes through and like, I'm assuming you wouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen it, but like spoiler alert, right. spoiler Joy alert. plays, she plays Joe Tupaki and right. all of the different universes versions of Joy. Um, Quick shout out. This was my Halloween costume. It actually. was so good. So I played Joy with the... Uh, infinity bagel or the the bagel hair the bagel hair yeah and the pearls it was so Um, good and it was my favorite halloween costume i've ever done it was so good yeah like i did i committed to the bit you did i think i tried yeah so anyway but i don't think somebody without stage experience could have done it the way that she did and done justice now that you mentioned that you're kind of you're kind of right i i think you don't have to be good on stage to be good on film because they are very different kinds of acting. Mm-hmm. But I think for a role like Joy, you do. Especially when she was switching between personalities so, so fast. Quickly. Yeah. But she still kept like what's crazy is even thinking. So one of the ways obviously that um, film and uh, like dr- dramatic acting are different is the order in which they're acted. So right. Like, you know, like film, it's going to be acted a little bit out of order. It's going to be done according to costume design, according to um, haircuts and stuff like that. And, and you know, like when you're performing on a yeah. stage, it's chronological. I thought it was so impressive. And especially now that I'm looking back, she really kept the core elements of joy. Yeah. No matter what costume or getup yeah. she was wearing. And at the end, when like there's that dramatic, oh. like the mother daughter moment. moment, the moment, like you feel that you in your feel soul, that you feel that moment. Yes. And I, yeah, I truly don't think any other actresses than Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Hsu could have done it the same way. Well, I'm sure there are other actresses yeah. who could have done it well uh-huh. and who I would have watched it and still felt it, 
but I don't think I would have felt it as strongly. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that Stephanie, she was the perfect person for Joy. And it is absolutely ridiculous that she has not been nominated and can we for talk any about major awards for it. Have you heard like the recent most recent headlines about Stephanie Shu is that um well actually I think it was an interview that she did on the carpet but she said the Lana Condor yeah. thing. Asian that happens to Asian actors all the time. Mm-hmm. Asian actors are confused for each other and black actors. Yeah. Uh, are confused for each other all the time even if they're not the same kind of Asian. Which is which is because like, there's so many different kinds of Asian. At the end of the day, that is like no matter how, it, even if it is an ac- accident, I feel like that's so microaggressive. Well, also, if you're a journalist on a carpet, it's your job, right, to know if that's Be Stephanie Shu or Lana Condor. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see like a random person looking at a picture and being like, "Oh, that's Stephanie Shu," when right. it's actually Lana Condor, or vice versa. But if you are a journalist at a carpet to interview actors at an award show, it is your job to know who is who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mixing up people who look similar is for when the Bachelorette contestants get announced, not for red carpet award shows. Like, yep. yeah, yes, I understand that everything that Jake. Cole, Kyle, and Chad all look the same on the next season of The Bachelorette. Yeah, let's confuse them. But they're not going... They did not, like, perform in a literally, like, critically acclaimed movie. They are not, like... Like, I don't know. Like, there's a difference. There's a difference. There is... And it's also the difference of, you know, when it's white men, that that comes with a lot of privilege. Although I do think all white men look the same. I also think all white men look the same. I mean, reverse racism is not real. This is a joke. I'd like to preface this by (laughs) saying this is a joke. But maybe reverse racism is real because I do think all white white men look the same. Yeah, but you can say that and they don't have to suffer negative repercussions. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll be like, it's racist to say all Asian people look the same. But all white men look the same. Agree. It's just true. This is hot takes with... Have you ever seen four white men in a row? Uh, yes it looks and like which just one the is which? it's just copy paste uh-huh have you seen nate and parker standing next to each other <laughs> <laughs> flip to the last page of the university journal the most recent one to cover to the find names out what we need mean cover yeah. the names which honestly one's nate, which one's them. parker which one's jared <laughs> it's i don't like, know I, two of them have beards two of them has two of them have glasses two of them are related and it's like a big... Are they, no, you made them take off their hats for the pictures, right? They don't wearing the hat because... No, I said beards and glasses. Did I, I say know. beards and glasses? You said beards and glasses, but I was thinking because oh, normally... but normally two of them Normally two of them wear hats. Yeah. But point. I don't think they were wearing the hats in the pictures. Actually, all of them kind of always wear hats. Yeah, Nate wears a hat. Nate wears a hat less than Parker and Jared yeah, did. Point. But... Anyways. Anyway, that proves gone, our point. But like, it proves our point. They all yeah. looked the same. Looked. they're all dead they're still alive they're just not here anymore (laughs) i don't see them every day you know what i saw parker yesterday you did yeah i did because um so i was in the office and i was with my good friend jess and we were just hanging out like doing work doing homework and i was talking about how annoying it was that my second screen was like pushed so low because parker would always come and mess with my screen and the adjustment yeah adjustment i was like i can't get it to like come back up and literally i was like I was like, Jess, I wish that Parker were here just so that he would fix my computer and then leave. And then 20 minutes later, he walked in. Why was he there? He, like, is starting a job. He was recording a podcast, actually. But he's, like, he's working on campus starting next week. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, be- oh boy. I know. So we're not rid of him. We're not rid of him. Wow. Unfortunately. I hate to break it to you. Damn. Yep. Um, This is, that was a joke. Yeah, it was. Kind of. Sure. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Uh, but, yeah, no, all white men look the same. Yeah. But uh, not 
but also Lana Condor and Stephanie Shu do not look that alike, I don't think. They yeah. just both have kind of like round faces. Yeah. And, and are both Asian. Well, and there's an here's another thing to consider but is different kinds of Asian. Well, and but one other thing is that you know what? If you see pictures, if you like printed out a picture of like a hundred actors because of um, accessibility and and like the limited uh, opportunities for people of color, especially mm-hmm. Asians in acting, yeah, there are very few. There are fewer recognizable and not recognizable for any other reasons other than they don't get the recognition they deserve of course but they're yeah you probably know fewer asian american actors because they're given less opportunity so yeah. like you're it's you've gotten more used to the, the yeah. white actors that you unless see over you're and over and over. me and you specifically seek out asian american actors which is also but even then idea. there are less of them to find mm-hmm. like in literally actively searching for asian american actors and asian american media to consume i'm gonna stumble across like 10 white actors mm-hmm. and white pieces of media before Scarlett I Johansson. find a sp- <laughs> <laughs> before Sorry. before I find a single Asian actor or piece of media. What did you think about Crazy Rich Asians? I loved Crazy Rich Asians. I loved Crazy Rich so Asians good. too. It was so good. I was just thinking I, about it a second not ago. Not to bring up Harry Shum Jr. again, but oh the sequel gosh. is going to center. Did you not know about this? There's going to be a sequel? They're making a sequel Shut up. that is about Astrid, Gemma Chan's character. What? And Charlie, who's Harry <gasps> Shum Jr.'s character, who's only in the post credit scene, but they're going to be the leads of a spinoff. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. I'm like, how dare you not know already? So, I'm kind of well, surprised well, I haven't told you. Cause, honestly, but like, I am. Uh, I'm glad that we could get this moment of you learning oh my this. Gosh, I'm so excited. When's it coming out? Uh, they haven't even filmed it yet, okay, so we have okay. no idea. So but like, while. they've announced it and like Harry and Gemma have posted stuff mm. about it. And like Harry Shum Jr. and Gemma Chan playing love interests. Let that sink in. We're both bi. Oh my gosh. Imagine that is, watching that, that is movie. Bi-panic. That, that is a bi-panic. Bi- I, I want to say a moment, but care. it'll be an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care if, if the movie comes out and you're already like out of Cedar City and like graduated. <laughs> I'm we coming have back. To, yeah, we have to watch it together. All right, deal. 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 Wherever, well, I'll come to you if yeah. you're, wherever you are. We'll figure it out. We'll okay. meet in the middle. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, come back uh, in a couple of years for a special episode of Talk Nerdy to Me where we discuss, like when, it doesn't matter who will be like, like hosting, hosting it. Uh, we will come we're back. like you yeah, are commandeering we'll come back <laughs> mark your count this is a verbal contract yes it is we're coming back blood packed if you will i just sliced up and opened my finger <laughs> i didn't but i did jam my thumb in my drawer this morning oh so no close enough see it's purple oh no ow it's kind of fun it's is fine. it no it kind of um, hurts and i'm scared it's gonna fall off oh boy it's fine anyways 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 back to continuing on the subject of harry shum jr let's talk about this is what i mean by the movie committing to the bit Mm -hmm. rakakuni how was it that rakakuni was like a throwaway joke of like haha evelyn can't remember ratatouille so she's calling it rakakuni in like the first 30 minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. of the movie and Joy is like, what are you talking about? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, there's Harry Shum Jr. with a raccoon under a chef's hat. Can we just talk down about the street being like raccoon? No. Can we really Part quickly? Part of like the most the emotional climax of the movie. Yes. Can we just give a quick shout out to the costume and set design oh my for that God. movie? Because I think, I mean, I think that it was brilliantly written and produced. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I think that the costumes they don't win sets, like an Oscar for costume oh design. Oh my gosh. Joy's costumes alone because Ugh. she plays so many different versions and yeah. like she looks crazy in some of I those. I could have, you know what? I saw other people 
as Joy from Everything Everywhere All at Once but during Halloween weekend. And they versions. were, yeah, I saw one of them where I saw one sausage fingers. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. Tons of, tons of people went as Rakakumi and for Halloween. Yes. I was going to do that, so but then I got fun. depressed, so I didn't have time to buy a Halloween Very costume. Uh, so I just literally pulled stuff out of my closet yeah. and was Halloween is um, Dean Winchester. <laughs> I need to stop bringing up Supernatural in every episode of this podcast, but I'm not going to. Anyways, uh, no, so many people used, and mm-hmm. I think that that's going to keep happening. Yes. Like, obviously, this year was probably, no, I guess last year was the most prevalent mm-hmm. that we'll probably ever have of people yeah. having everything ever all in one costume. But it's not going to stop. But I, I think people are going to have costumes from that movie for years yes. to come. And the people who recognized my outfit at, like, and said something, like, I was so happy. And also... Um, to like to preface like last year that I went as Joy obviously so 2022 but in 2021 I went as Florence Pugh's character from Midsummer with mm. the with the flower crown yeah, and you everything showed me. yeah it was it was very good so this is now two years in a row that I have dressed up as an A24, A24 character and so wow. now which is wonderful however the stakes have never been higher for this halloween so um yeah i'm still deci- i'm like i saw uh there's a couple like more a24 films be marcel out. the shell okay i haven't seen it yet i haven't either i just that was i just thought it'd be that funny be for you to just though. dress up as a little shell oh, that'd be adorable um but no the costumes were crazy out so of this world good. let's talk about the rocks Oh my god. Because did you know that originally there was supposed to be voiceover and Michelle Yeoh <gasps> suggested that it was just text on the screen? Really? Yeah. I it thought was that that to was be, such a refreshing. Yeah, it was supposed to be there was supposed to be voiceover. Michelle oh Yeoh and god. Stephanie Shu were going to be doing voiceover as Evelyn and Joy as the Rocks. And Michelle Yeoh was like, "What if it was silent?" <gasps> and we Thank just you, Michelle did Yeoh. subtitles. That's crazy also, because it they felt wanted, like it belonged. Yeah. Well, it, it was. I think it was better than if they'd yes. done voiceover. They originally wanted to name the character Evelyn Michelle, and Michelle Yeoh said, I will refuse to do this movie. Really? Unless you change her name. I am not the character. Yeah. I think I am that's not really good. That character. Because they were like, we're, but you are the character. And she was like, no, I'm not. I'm that's an actress. Point. I'm acting. Also, how stunning did she look? <sighs> so good. Ugh. So good. In, In the... the um, in the in another life, I yes. would, yeah, that that one wherever that's she's I mean, not she a movie premiere or something, right? Stunning because she just is beautiful, but mm-hmm. like that outfit and like <sighs> apparently I don't know who it was, but one of her family members was like saw that scene and was like, why do, why can't you look like that for the whole movie? Oh my gosh! Which the point is that she doesn't. Right. She's just like owning a lot. Like it's literally about a woman and her husband who own a laundromat trying to do their taxes. Yeah. Like truly, obviously it's about like existentialism and mm-hmm. nihilism and nihilism. Nihilism. I don't know. I, I say know. nihilism if that helps, but I've I also heard, learned by reading it. So. I've heard, yeah, I've heard both, but, uh, it's about existentialism and nihilism, yeah. nihilism, whatever. Uh, but at, at the core, really, if someone's like, what is everything everywhere? Alone? It's about you're about, it's about a lady who owns a laundromat doing her it's taxes. It's about the, mundan- the mundanity of life. Yep. And, and how, like, w- what you choose to do with that. Also, technically, in a roundabout way, this movie gave us Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis playing love interests. Good point. And I will forever be grateful for That's that. That's hilarious. Um, so I also really appreciated that in the end credits, all of the actors had their, I mean, not the white actors, obviously, had their Americanized names mm-hmm. and their Chinese names <sighs> in the credits. That's so awesome. Um, cause, like, you'd have, you know, Michelle Yeoh and then the characters. Chinese name. And yeah. then... Uh, Stephanie Shu and her Chinese name, <sighs> James Hong and his Chinese, like it was so cool. That's awesome. Um, and then it was like Jamie Lee Curtis, 
Moving on. Harry Moving Chinese, on. Name. <laughs> Chinese name. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. It's like I love Jamie. Thanks for Lee being Curtis. here, James. You <laughs> thanks know? for being here. Do you here, think James? I we're on like the level where I can call Jamie Lee Curtis James? I think you should just do it anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, this is not really related to the movie, but it is related to Harry Shum Jr. Do you want to hear my crazy you've probably heard it before, but my unhinged Harry Shum Jr. story. Well, let's hear it again. Uh so last not last. So Thanksgiving of 2021, my freshman mm-hmm. year at SUU, mm-hmm. they gave us the COVID relief money that Absolutely. they had been giving us at the Terrorist time, which I, I wish that they gave us more. Yeah. Uh, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, COVID's still happening. Give me money. But uh, <laughs> anyways. Please. Harry Shum Jr. was doing a convention, and it was online over mm. Zoom, and I couldn't afford it. And then they gave us this, like, $300, and yeah. I was like, you know what? I know we're supposed to use this for, like, School stuff. School stuff. But I personally think that meeting Harry Shum Jr. would give me a lot of relief from COVID. The problem was the convention would be on Sunday that I was flying back to Cedar from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I'll be on a plane. I can't do it. So I changed my flight. And I don't think my mom knows this unless she has listened to my <laughs> podcast, in which case, sorry, mom. It's too late. It's been like a year and a few months at this point. <laughs> but um, I changed my flight to the Saturday Flew back to Cedar City a day early so that the Sunday I could Zoom with Harry Shum Jr. for two minutes. And I did. It It was worth it. I love it. It was worth every penny. It was worth changing my flight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was only two minutes, but I got to thank him for being like positive representation for bi people because he's played bi characters Mm -hmm. and Asian people. And he was so nice. And we talked about like he asked me what I was doing in college. What a cutie. And we like my watch background is the picture with him. We did peace signs. Mm. Um, So, of course, when he announced that he was in this movie, I was like, oh, because like here's the thing. This movie was one of the greatest movies ever created. And I really believe that even if it was absolute garbage, I still would have watched it for Harry Shum Jr. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not. But it's not. So I really lucked out because I have. I love Harry Shum Jr., but that man has been in some trash movies. You're I have nothing watched, if not loyal. I have watched some garbage movies for that man. Like, so I'm really, what would you say is the most garbagest? Oh, oh, I feel mean. That's okay. It's kind of fun to be um, mean on a podcast every once in a while. He was the lead, and that's because his acting was so good. But he was uh-huh. in this like thriller, psychological thriller movie called Broadcast Signal Intrusion, that like as a concept wasn't bad it just had a really weird execution and Mm -hmm. like no ending really Mm -hmm. like you don't really like the ending is i think they tried to leave it open-ended but Mm -hmm. it didn't feel open-ended it just felt unfinished um but like he was really good in it yeah so like i don't really regret watching it i maybe regret not pirating it instead of (laughs) paying the like three dollar amazon rental fee that i did but like I don't regret watching it because he was really good in it, but it was not a very good movie. Yeah. Take notes, listeners. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it again. Okay, good to know. But like, I, I, I'd say it's worth a watch. All right, I um, probably won't watch he it. He also was in this movie <laughs> called All My Life, which like, again, he was really good in it. He's mm-hmm. a good actor. Uh, but it was like one of those cancer trope movies where ah. he plays, he, and he plays the character who mm-hmm. gets cancer and he, spoiler alert, dies. Um, and it was apparently based on a true story, which makes it a little better, I think, than if someone had just written still though a cancer trope movie. But it was still like a cancer trope love romanticizing romance the, movie. Yeah, especially a real. Family um, but apparently they did like well, and uh, apparently the wife, the real life wife, 
was involved in the making of the okay, movie. So good. it's not like they were just capitalizing on her grief. Yeah. Um, and it was like it was like they he got diagnosed with cancer and they thought they weren't going to be able to get married, mm-hmm. uh, but they still wanted to get married and they were maybe going to do a courthouse wedding. Blah blah blah. And one mm-hmm. of their friends made like a GoFundMe Aww. and like completely funded their wedding. Cute. Which was really, which is sweet. And he was really good in it. And his co-star was really good in it. And they had good chemistry. Um, it just was a cancer movie. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. Taking notes. I did cry. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, Harry Shum Jr. dies. Yeah, so of course you cry. Of course I cry. <laughs> I died when Harry Shum Jr.'s boyfriend broke up with him in Shadowhunters. And that show was also, also I watched all of Shadowhunters, which like, not a good Haven't show. Haven't seen any of it. It was not good. I don't recommend it. It's one of my comfort shows, but I don't recommend it. Hmm, interesting. It was not very good. That's okay. It was a bad show. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest with you. The writing was mediocre at best. Although the scenes with him and Matthew Daddario were arguably the best uh, written. Acted okay. and written because they were the best actors in the cast, I think. Mm-hmm. But also, like, they won a GLAAD award. Oh, impressive. Uh, which is, And I think they deserved it because mm-hmm. the representation in that show was really good. They had an ace character. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, like, Harry Shum Jr.'s boyfriend breaks up with him, and I cried. And I was like, this show is so bad, but I'm crying because Harry crying Shum Jr. Valid, got no broken up with. Good. Yeah. Um, although that doesn't even hold a candle to how much I cried at everything everywhere all at once. Exactly. I was, and I, because I've seen it, in th- I saw it in theaters twice. Yeah. And I cried my eyes out both times. Moral of the story, um, if you need an emotional cleansing like a, a a reset, if you will, see everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah. Because it will make you feel so sad and then it will also fill you with so much joy. Yes. Oh. It is, I think, watching everything everywhere all at once is the closest a human can get to experiencing every stage of grief without <gasps> actually having someone close to them oh my die. my gosh. That is like a really good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly. Because I feel what you like mean. I went through so many different emotions yes. while watching that movie. So this is an advertisement for everything, everywhere, all at once. Go watch it. If Go you haven't it. seen it, see it now. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for listening listening to this episode of Talking Nerdy <laughs> to Me. We'll uh, be back next week, and uh, Tessa will talk about everything, everywhere, all at once again, part two. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Uh, I'm. Well, either, we could. We're either, the point is that it's so good that you could talk about it twice. We're talking about. My favorite movie next week. And Ooh. that's open-ended because I have two favorite movies. So we'll see. Which one do you think? Guess. And it's open-ended because I'm Tangled. not sure which one we're actually talking about Tangled. yet. Maybe. What's the other option? Uh, Something that Harry Chum Jr. is in? No. I don't know. Come on. Muppets? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's either gonna, we're, so tune in next week to either hear me talk about Tangled or the Muppet movie. I'm not sure which one yet. But, but we'll see you next week either way. One of those two. So tune in next week to find out. It'll be a fun game. Woohoo. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Married to Me. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>